knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. <laughs> the Shadow Knows. McKeesport, Little Theater, and Blue Coal present The Shadow, a man of mystery who strikes terror into the very souls of sharpsters, lawbreakers, and criminals. All signs point to a severe winter. Be prepared. If you want to be sure of even, dependable, healthful heat in any kind of weather, insist on Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite mined from the fields of northern Pennsylvania. The coal that has colored a harmless blue at the mine for your protection. You can't take me to the chair. You can't do it. Let me out of here. Let me- Paul Gordon, listen. Huh? I can't see anybody. Who's that? I am the Shadow. <gasps> Stop. We haven't much time. We must hurry, Gordon. You're in the death house, charged with murder. Yes, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. But nobody knows it. Take courage, Gordon. The Shadow Knows. <laughs> All right, Margot, won't you sit down? I told Abdul to serve our coffee here in the library. Unless you'd rather go to the terrace. No, I prefer it here. Then let me see you smile. That frown is most unbecoming. Lamont, give it up. Give up what, my dear? Drinking coffee? I'm serious, Lamont Cranston, when I foolishly let you know that... Do you remember what you said? It'll be exactly five years next week. But there's still so much to do, Margot. Well, then let somebody else do it. Don't you realize that you can't keep on like this forever? Someone's certain to identify you. And when that someone does, someone else is certain to kill you. Perhaps, but until they do... Darling, stop frowning. I don't mean necessarily to give up your work, Lamont, but this... other... Let the shadow just disappear and come out openly. Join the organized forces of law and police. Won't you realize, Margot, that my entire usefulness to the organized forces of law and police lies in my remaining outside those forces, in remaining always the shadow? Would they approve my methods? Would they believe in my science? You would make them believe. You could make them approve. And in doing so, reveal my secrets, my knowledge. Reveal them, and eventually let them fall into the hands of organized crime. <laughs> no, Margot. No one must ever know. No one but you. Why do you think I've devoted countless hours to investigating electrical and chemical phenomena? Why do you think I went to India, to Egypt, to China? What do you think I studied in London, Paris, and Vienna? Except to learn the old mysteries modern science has not yet rediscovered. The natural magic modern psychology is beginning to understand— and, well, magic that wouldn't seem so natural. I studied and learned. For a purpose, my dear. All right, Lamont. I... I realize all that. But now... Now the entire underworld has but one objective. To erase the shadow. And to me, that means... Until they know what the shadow is and who he is, what can they do? 
Stop and think how many criminals are either dead or in prison because of our activities. Why, even now, tonight, as we sit quietly here, somewhere, an innocent human being may be in desperate trouble. Somewhere, perhaps, there is a problem that can never be solved, except by the shadow. What did the doctor say, Grace? It was good news. And bad, too, I'm afraid, dear. Well, whatever it was, dear, tell me. Well, he said the baby could be perfectly well again within a year. Thank God for that. Poor kid. She's had a tough time. Well, what else? This part isn't so good, Paul. She'll need treatments during all that time. Paul, treatments cost money. I know. Well, we'll have to manage somehow. You didn't do a very good job marrying me, dear. Darling. If only I could get a job. I've got my health and I've got brains. But no one seems to want them. They will, dear. They've got to. You're right, dear. We're just about down to rock bottom. I've raised every cent I can on the house and car. There isn't anything left. You and I are still left, Paul. And we've got to take care of Sally. She's our daughter, Paul, and she's got to have her chance. And she's going to have it. Somehow. Tomorrow, I'll start out and take anything I can get. Darling, perhaps tomorrow things will break for us. Yes. If only they don't break the wrong way. Excuse me, but are you the boss here? That's right. Uh, I'm looking for a job. Nothing doing, buddy. I'll do anything. Wait on tables, wash dishes, anything at all. I don't need any more help. But how about delivering things? I've got a car. Nope, I don't deliver nothing. Sorry, don't need you. I see. All right. Yep. Thanks. Hey, hey you, bud. What? You calling to me? Yeah, sit down. Have a beer. No thanks. I don't drink. Uh, anyhow, sit down. You had a friend of mine named Lefty. My name's Red. Look at my hair. You'll know why. Well, I'm glad to meet you both. My name's Gordon. Paul Gordon. Well, did you want to talk to me about something? We might, uh, might be able to help you out. Sounds like you're looking for a job. You bet I am. I need one. You know anybody who could use me? Maybe. We don't know you yet. Huh. So as far as that goes, I don't know you either. See, Red? The guy's smart. Yeah, maybe too smart. Now look here, Mr. Gordon. We need a car, and we need someone to drive it for us. You understand? Well, I've got a car, and I can drive. Is it a good car? Has it got speed? I guarantee you up to 80. Not bad, not bad. Now listen, kid. How about meeting us tomorrow at 9 o'clock, all right? Where? Well, let's see. Uh, we're headed... I got it. Meet us tomorrow, right in front of the Uptown Bank. We've got to go there first to, uh, cash a check. How about five dollars a day? That's so. But just remember, be there at nine o'clock or you don't get no job. Don't you worry. I'll be there at eight o'clock. Hey, buddy! 
You can't keep this car in front of the bank all day. Can't you see that sign? No parking. I'm not parking, officer. I'm waiting for a couple of men. I'm working for them. Huh. Hey, what's that? Sounds like shots in the bank. Everybody down. Get down. Holy. Hey, look out. Let's get out of here. Step on it. Hey, you can't do that. I swear to God, I will shoot. Let him have it, Red. Hold him up. I'll hold him. Oh, we should have never shot that cop. Can't you get any more speed out of this car, fella? She's doing all she can. Shoot at their tires, Red. I missed him. Try the windshield. Say, let me out of this. Take the car. They'll think I'm in with you. That's just what we are figuring on. Now here comes a curb. After you make that, stop. Get ready, Red. I'm ready. I'm just leaving the evidence. Put it under the seat cushion. Thanks for the lift, pal. Okay. Goodbye, Gordon. Hey, hey, wait, you guys. Don't leave me like this. They'll think I did it. Hey, come on back, will ya? Up with your hands. Come on, get him up. Sorry, officer. I haven't got a gun. I wasn't in this. They made me drive the car. Oh, yeah. You keep your hands up just the same. Search that car, Charlie. Okay, Sarge. Now, fella, you might as well come clean on this. I'm innocent. Hey, Sarge, I got it. Under the rear seat cushion, a bag full of bills and a gun. That's the gun that bumped off my buddy Louie. And you say you're innocent. Yes, I am. Well, it'll take a lot more than saying so to keep you out of the electric chair. Order in the court! Order in the court! Paul Gordon, the jury have found you guilty of robbery under arms and statutory murder. You've been shown to have both motive and opportunity. The prosecution has a massive incontrovertible evidence and I myself have no doubt of your guilt. Therefore, in accordance with the law, I direct that you be taken from here to the place from whence you came and there be put to death in the manner stated by the law. And may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Who left? Bring that person before the court. I don't know where he is, your honor. The laughter came from that corner? Yes, yes, your honor, but there's nobody in that corner, only a shadow. (laughs) Go to sleep, dear. Mother will be right here in the next room. Oh, God. Please help me. Help me. I don't know what to do. Yes? Who is it? My name is Margot Lane. I have a message for you, Mrs. Gordon. You're not a reporter, are you? No. I'm a friend. I've come to help. Oh, then please. Come in. What is it you want, Miss Lane? Mrs. Gordon, your husband has a friend who is going to help him. Here's a thousand dollars in cash. That's for you and Sally. A thousand? Who was it that sent this to me? For that, I can't tell you. But the message with it is not to lose hope. There is hope for Paul, then? The man who sent this to you never fails. Who is he? I can't tell you. 
but Miss Lane, you know him. Sometimes I wonder whether I do. I love him, but I wonder whether I know him. What do you mean? It's hard to tell whether I really know the man or only his shadow. Well, Lefty, tonight the fall guy goes to the chair. That's what he gets for being a sucker. Yeah, there's not a clue that even points our way. Not even a print. We had gloves on all the time. Uh, You had yours off for a minute when you were sitting next to him. Yeah, but I didn't touch the wheel. Then we ain't left a clue. You think so? Who said that? You, Lefty? No, I thought it was you. It was I. You cannot see me. Where are you? Who are you? I am here in the room, in the shadow. You have pinned your crime on an innocent man. He shall not suffer, but you will. I don't know who you are, where you are, but you're bluffing anyway. You got no evidence. We didn't leave a clue. You did leave a clue. A clue that will send you to the chair. What was it? Where was it? You're lying. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to believe that? Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about the clue that you forgot. (laughs) Margot Lane. Paul Gordon is in the death house and is to die in the chair tonight. I am going to him now. We can still save him. Stand by for orders. In a few moments, we will return to The Shadow. But before we do, let me stress this one fact. For home heating, anthracite is best. And America's finest anthracite is blue coal. Anthracite is the healthful fuel. It gives steady, uniform heat that helps prevent colds and cuts down doctor's bills. For with anthracite, there is no quick chilling of the house, such as you get with fuels of the on and off type, or with quick burning fuels that flare up and burn out. Bear in mind that heating plants in this part of the country were especially designed to burn anthracite. So before that cold snap catches you unaware, call your local blue coal dealer. You'll find his name listed under the where to buy it section in your classifieds directory under the words blue coal. Call him tomorrow and order a supply of America's finest anthracite. Warden, have you got any news from the governor? I'm sorry, Gordon. The governor refuses to take any action. Thanks. I've got to go? Tonight? And 11 o'clock this evening. What time is it now? Almost 10. Is there anything I can do for you? No. Thank you, Warden. These guards will move you to another cell. (laughs) What does it matter? The one you're going to is nearer... Nearer to the chair? Is that it? All right. Let's go. All right, Gordon. Walk to the left. We'll be right behind you. Unlock this door to the preparation chamber, Pete. All right, go on to Gordon. Watch him, Pete. I'll shut the door. 
What's the use of all this trouble? What chance have I got now? I'm afraid you haven't got much, fella. I wouldn't say that. Holy smokes, look behind you. Where? There. <sighs> Too bad. I hated to do that, but there wasn't any other way. And he'll only be out for a while. Now, Gordon, listen to me. Hey, where are you? I can't see you anymore. Where have you gone? Back into the shadow. Now, Gordon, we haven't much time. Listen to me. No crime is perfect. There's always somewhere a loose end. The only reason that all crimes aren't solved is because there's some one fact that someone knows and doesn't tell. And sometimes they don't tell because they don't know that they know. I told everything I know in court, but they wouldn't believe me then. Because you couldn't prove what you said. We are going after the proof now. You and I. How? I'm going to think with your mind. I don't know what you mean. Don't try to understand. Just do as I tell you. I want you to concentrate, Gordon. Fix your mind on everything that happened that day. Make mental pictures. I'll see what you see. I'll try. No, no, Gordon, stop. Stop thinking about your wife and baby. How did you know I was thinking about them? I saw it in your mind. I see in my mind the pictures you create in yours. Oh, like television? Yes, or mental telepathy, or mind reading, hypnotism, whatever you choose. There's no time to talk. Stop talking. Think. I will. I will. I'm thinking now. The picture's getting clearer. That's better. Go on. The restaurant, the bar. Gordon, stop thinking about the electric chair. It blurs the picture. I'll try. I'll try. Ah, that's better. The car in front of the bank. Yes, I see it. The policeman, the crowd, yes. Wait a minute. The small man with red hair. He was the one you called Red. Yes, I see him. Crooked nose, short, glasses. I know that man. He's Red Sloan. It's, it's hard to see. I know. Think for your life. Try hard. Yes, you started the car. The other, Lefty. He was in front with you. Lefty. Lefty, see him for me, Gordon. Yes, a scar on his left cheek. Why didn't you mention that in court? I forgot. Never mind. Concentrate. Yes. Yes, Lefty couldn't keep you covered with a gun and look back at the same time. What did he do? He reached up and twisted the rearview mirror. Now we've got it. Ha! That's the loose end. That's where his thumbprint will be. Gordon... Now I can save you. You've told the truth you didn't know you knew. Red, you're a fool for coming in here again. This is the place we picked up that kid that's burning tonight. What you want to come in here for? This is as good a place as any, ain't it? Hey, telephone for you, Lefty. Telephone? Yeah, maybe you never heard of it, but it's a great invention. But nobody knows I'm here. Well, somebody knows because they're waiting on the phone for you. It's over there on the wall. Hello? 
<laughs> what are you laughing at? Who is this? Lefty, did you ever hear of the shadow? Yeah, say, what is this? Too bad about young Gordon, isn't it, Lefty? What do you know about that? The shadow knows. Who are you? What do you want? I want justice. Justice for Paul Gordon, Lefty. And I'm going to get it. But you ain't got no evidence. No? Perhaps there are some fingerprints, Lefty. Ah, no. We had gloves on. There couldn't be no fingerprints. Did you have gloves on all the time? Yeah, sure I did. You're left-handed. Now listen carefully, Lefty. When you were sitting in the front seat of Gordon's car, your gun was in your left hand, remember? Say, you ain't nobody. I... it's just... Say, how do you know? What did you do with your right hand? I... right hand? You took off your right glove, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't! Oh, gosh, I'm going nuts. And you couldn't see the car that was chasing you because the angle of the rearview mirror was adjusted for the driver and you weren't driving, so... Do you remember what you did? No, I did... I didn't take it off! Are you sure you didn't reach up with your bare right hand and turn that rearview mirror? Are you sure, Lefty? No, no, I didn't! I didn't! Maybe I did... that. If the police find that fingerprint, you will burn, Lefty. Just the way young Gordon is going to burn tonight. Goodbye, Lefty. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute! He hung up. No. No, I won't burn. Hey, Red! Red! They jabbed long enough. Say, who was that guy on the phone? Never mind about that. Where's that car of Gordon's now? In his garage, I guess. I heard his wife. What? I've got a hunch. There's some fingerprints of mine on that car. Red, we gotta wipe the rearview mirror, or maybe we'll burn in that chair too. Come on, let's go. But, Commissioner... I'm sorry, Miss Lane, I don't see what we can do. But I tell you, Paul Gordon is innocent. The men who committed the crime are free. Where did you get this information? Well, that I can't tell you. Miss Lane... Paul Gordon was convicted of murder by due process of law. Tonight, he pays for his crimes in the electric chair. If the police listened to every crank who came in here claiming whoever didn't... But they can't send an innocent man to the chair. They can't do it. But they can send a guilty man. And according to the evidence, Paul Gordon is guilty. Commissioner, suppose that afterwards, when it's too late, they discover that Paul Gordon wasn't guilty after all, and suppose I testify that the police refused to listen. Oh, well, what do you want me to do? If it's within reason, I'll do it. I want you to send some men to that garage. I want you to catch the guilty men and see that justice is done. Brace up, Gordon. Won't be long. <laughs> Good luck. Goodbye, kid. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? He promised to save me. Who, son? I don't know. It, it, it was a voice. Just a voice. He, he said he'd stand by. 
Hold steady, old man. Don't lose your nerve, Gordon. Open it up, men. No, I won't go in there. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him, I tell you. He's ready. Stand by, Warden. Wait. Only a few minutes more. Just a few minutes. Don't take me in there yet. Now wait. Please. Please, he said. Please, wait. Easy, Gordon. I'm sorry. If I go into that door, I'm gone. It'll be too late then. Take him in, men. No, 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 no. Wait. Where are you? Where's that voice? Where did he go? Please come back. Warden? Warden! Wait a minute, Ben. Well, what is it? Warden, wait. The governor's on the phone. He says stop. Hold up everything. What did the governor say? He wants to talk to you on the phone, Warden. He says don't electrocute this man. They got the two other guys in Gordon's garage trying to rub out some fingerprints. One of them was shot and died. But before he died, he spilled it all. This fella didn't do it. It was a frame-up. Oh, thank God he got to me in time. Uh, Gordon! Gordon, did you hear that? Yes, yes, I heard it. That voice said he would. I'm free. You're not going to electrocute me, Warden. You're not. No, no, Gordon. The governor saved you. Governor? No, it wasn't the governor. It was somebody else. Or something else. What do you mean, Gordon? Who saved you? I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. I never really saw him. He was only... a shadow. Another adventure with the shadow draws to a close. Mr. John Barkley, Blue Coal's heating expert, would like to say a few words. Mr. Barkley? Good evening, friends. If you're interested in having a more comfortable home this winter, be sure to call your local Blue Coal dealer. Where he's more than a fuel dealer, he's an authority on modern home heating. You see, for more than six years, I've trained servicemen for these Blue Coal dealers. These men, known as John Barkley Servicemen, have allowed thousands of families like yours to enjoy a greater degree of comfort and save heating dollars, too. I'm going to read a letter typical of many received from satisfied customers using Blue Coal and John Barkley Service. I quote in part, The service rendered by your John Barkley Serviceman has been invaluable to me. We were burning a ton of coal a week and having great difficulty in keeping our fire going throughout the night. Your serviceman made me many helpful suggestions regarding the proper way to regulate the furnace and recommended the use of blue coal. We not only reduced the amount of fuel consumed by one half, but actually got more heat. Imagine that, friends. In this case, a family cut their fuel bill in half simply by following the advice of a John Barkley serviceman whose services were given without charge. Now, you don't have to benefit from John Barkley service, no matter what kind of fuel you are using or from who you've been buying. If you have any heating problems, consult the Blue Coal Dealer. We'll be very glad. The place is John Barkley's service. Manage your disposal to solve your problems. I thank you. The story you have just heard is copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. Real names are never used in these shadow stories. See you next time, and remember... 
the shadow is watching. Thank you for listening to The Shadow, The Death House Rescue. Brought to you by the McKeesport Little Theater. Starring Krista Cantrell, Devin Marshall, Betsy Novotny, Dan Simon, and Kurt Stridinger. Our play was directed by Kaylee George. Audio recording and editing by Kevin Farkas and the Social Voice Project for the McKeesport Little Theater. And the TSVP Radio Theater Podcast. And as always, keep your local community theater alive by supporting McKeesport Little Theater. Make a donation today, won't you? I'm Brian Shemini of the Social Voice Project. Thank you, stay safe, and good night. Good night.